Hi listeners, this is Cody from Unfortunate History. I'm here to give you a quick warning that the following episode contains disturbing details that are not suitable for younger audiences. If you are a younger listener, or if you're someone that doesn't do well with graphic details of murder, death, or other similar material, I invite you to listen to some of our other episodes that don't contain this warning. Otherwise, please continue listening, and as always, stay unfortunate. This is Unfortunate History. I don't like Chris Cornell at all. I don't think he's all right. I just don't. I don't like it. You know, all this talk about music, you know what it did, actually? It made me think of a really cool tribute band that we could do. Mm-hmm. And uh, make it a U2 tribute band, right? But every tribute band has to have a gimmick, right? So that they're they're not the same. They're a little bit yeah. different. So it'd be uh, a U2 band dressed as ballerinas, <laughs> but they're all so serious. They're really serious, but they're they're just dressed as ballerinas while they're playing U2 music. And you call it U2 Tutu. <laughs> <laughs> I have I had one before. Um, you know, um, in the Black Country, I don't know if you know, but in the Black Country, are from they call the people Yam Yams. Yes, I do. Yeah, I was thinking of having a um, a Black Country based Aha tribute band, and we'll call it Yamaha, <laughs> <laughs> and it, we all have to have Yamaha gear. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. And get sponsored by Yamaha. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's just jump into this. I suppose. Let's uh, do it. What's up, everybody? This is Cody Pennington. And this is Greg Skinner. And welcome to Unfortunate History, the podcast that covers the wacky, interesting, and unfortunate moments in history. And even though we started this episode starting with music and talking about music, we're not actually going to be discussing Motley Crue Part 2 today because Mm -hmm. there's so much more research to do. It's been (laughs) unbelievable. I've finished all the research, but I just haven't got the scripts together yet for the episodes. Mm -hmm. So it's it's been a a bit of an undertaking. So today I decided that we needed to start doing our another series that I wanted to start on. Not uh, it's not a new a whole new multi-part series. This is a whole new side of episodes that I thought would be kind of cool for us to do especially now when we've reached this point in our podcast where we do have quite a few listeners and people, you know, listen quite frequently and they've listened to our older episodes and they, you know, the the topics, they obviously stay the same, but sometimes there's some updates and sometimes the topics are so popular that I would just like to kind of give them a little bit of a revamp. Yeah. So this is the beginning, the very first uh, episode in our revision series. And today we'll actually be covering the murder of James Bolger once again, which actually the the James Bolger episode has been undoubtedly our most discovered episode. Yeah. I mean, we get people, so many people per day just finding that episode because so many people want to know the story of what happened to James Bolger. It's such a dark topic. It's this morbid curiosity really, isn't it? Just you want to know more about this. Well, a certain type of person wants to know more about this, this this kind of thing because it's so it's it's it, it's almost look, it's children on children you know what i mean like that's it's kind of unheard of well don't chat shit about our listeners greg some kind of a certain type of people so want to hear that kind of person i've yeah. got that morbid curiosity where i want to know more about this kind of stuff true crime friends true true crime fans yeah you guys yeah. want to hear more about it that's fine um Technically, I'm not trying to freak logs. Yeah, some kind of freak. (laughs) No, see, I'm not trying to. I don't want to do these episodes where we're trying to 
you know, I don't know, pander, I suppose, to the true crime wave. Because tr- we've talked about it before. The true cr- true crime wave is enormous and everybody's writing it. And, and mm-hmm. you know what? Technically, we probably should. But, you know, I prefer to just kind of go with the topics that we find are either very interesting or unfortunate, which this is one of the most unfortunate things we've ever covered. And it was, it was our fourth episode, I think mm-hmm. it was. And we mm-hmm. really hit the ground running on that one. Yeah, and it was in history. So... It's yeah. exactly our kind of thing. Like I say, 20 years. If it's 20 years in the future, we are free to cover it. Exactly. 23, 20 years in the future, 20 years in the past. It's That's, fair game for yes, us. Definitely. Well, uh, if you don't know already, if you haven't listened to the original original episode, that's fine. You're still going to get the same story, but you're going to get a fresh bit of views from us on it, especially me after having a child um, now that I have Ooh, a one-year-old. Yeah. It's going to be a lot more fresh for us. And I think we've also developed well enough as podcasters so far to give some cool little insights i suppose uh i, I hope so <laughs> well the thing is the first one the first episode was depressing as shit so hopefully we can i don't know how we're gonna make it funny but we've done we did it with the rape of nan king so <laughs> you, did we <laughs> i mean i think we did i don't remember there was a chuckle or two and then it got very very terrible it got, it got very very dark very, very rapey dark. yeah it was awful mm, mm. The, yeah. the clues in the name yeah but if you guys don't know if you don't realize this this is a very graphic episode it's a very graphic story and it is about children and it's about children killing children so definitely be forewarned take this as a trigger warning for all types of murder and mm-hmm. assault definitely it's essentially again some of the most most heartbreaking kind of murder just on a, as like on the whole spectrum you, you don't get much worse no you don't you don't get much worse and i mean god we got so much depressing stuff to talk about next week as well with molly crew part two it's gonna be awful yeah I know I, what's coming. i've never broken down crying to a i literally broke down in my bed while my wife was next to me and i was just i read one sentence like i was i was crying up to this one sentence and when i read this one sentence i just i, I started bawling it was i told you that would happen didn't it I? was the worst thing i've ever read in my life so I know, ge- gear up for part two of motley Crue. it's it's so sad and so i mean it's also got like all of their raunchiness in it and debauchery mm. but god it's fucking sad i warned you about it before you read it because i've read the dirt this is the dirt right yeah 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 i've read it i know exactly what you run about oh, i don't have kids and i got a lump in my throat you it's know what i mean terrible so. it's terrible i don't i don't mm-hmm. suggest anybody fucking read it it's terrible anyways back to the topic at hand now james bulger was a two-year-old child who was kidnapped tortured and eventually pretty much brutally murdered on the 12th of february 1993 mm-hmm. now his murderers robert thompson and john venables were both only 10 years old at the time of James's death, two-year-old mm. James, let me remind you, and their yeah. gruesome attack that turned them into social pariahs, with many describing them as monsters. And they really, I mean, they were. And as we'll see a little bit later, they kind, at least one of them, kind of still is. It's, it's, it's I think I mentioned this in the first episode we covered this. Can you call a 10-year-old a monster? Can you be evil at 10? We need to discuss that at the end. Let's make that a, a point that we discuss afterward. That's going to be a fresh perspective as well. I think we, mm-hmm. should, we should discuss that. But mm-hmm. on this episode, we're going to discuss all of the events on the day that led up to James's uh, murder. Uh, we're going to discuss what Thompson and Venables did to the child before ending his life, which is very, mm-hmm. like I said, very gruesome. It's very terrible. Yeah. Now, this particular murder, it made headlines everywhere. I mean, around the world. It did. It definitely shook the world in the 90s, but it 
really, really hit home here in England. There's mm-hmm. people, even you said, Greg, your mother wouldn't yeah. even listen to our first episode no. on this. She, she won't listen to it. She won't talk about it. She won't look it up. She doesn't want to know. Again, she said herself that um, it's because it happened around the time I was born. Mm. So she was like, it was. It happened before I was born by a couple of months. God, that's but, crazy. So she obviously she's had me, and then she's hyper protective, hyper, just you know, in that sort of way as a as a mother would be around a newborn. You hear about that kind of thing. She so I suppose yeah, she won't she won't listen to the episode, and she listens to us. She's just a supportive mom. She won't listen to that episode, and she won't listen to this one. <laughs> that's fine. But we'll keep releasing revision versions of this episode until yeah. she does. We'll have, end up with fifty of them before she actually listens. <laughs> Well, I think the best place to start with this actual story is to discuss, like we did the first time, we're going to discuss Venables and Thompson, both of their upbringings prior to the murder. So we can discuss, kind of, I mean, we touched on it obviously in the first first time we did this, but where they came from and what made them, possibly, what made them really brutally murder this child, because that doesn't seem I mean, it's not right, obviously, for a child to think about these things. Uh, It's not right for a child to grow up and think, I want to do this, Mm -hmm. especially to uh, something defenseless. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. That's the cruel thing. If it had been against an adult, it'd be, it would be different. You know, it'd be, it'd be terrible, but it would be different. But Mm -hmm. it was a a defenseless child. It wasn't, it was somebody that, that knew nothing about what they were doing to him. It's terrible. No, no. To be fair, like if I got killed by two 10 year olds, I would, my pride would be more hurt. than You would have deserved it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If two 10 year olds decide, can get the jump on me, then I'm like, well, I had this coming (laughs) somewhere along the line. Yeah. um, No, it's, I must've said this in the first, but it's such a hard topic to talk about because obviously the 10, the 10, at the end of the day, that's not a fully formed brain. You know what I mean? That's it's hard, isn't it? I, uh, I suppose think, you, know, um, like, like you see, like, you know, toddlers will kill like bugs and stuff. I suppose it's, it's not the same in any single way. But is it just like I, I, I can't really fathom it? Like I don't know. I, it's, it's such a hard topic to really wrap your head around. Of well, like we've, we've all been ten. Yeah, but and I, I mean, remember apparently, idiot, I remember being an idiot when I was ten. But I'd never, you know considered killing stuff you know what i mean like well i don't know i ate ants but i wasn't 10 i was like three or four uh that's, do you, you can eat all the ants you like when you're three or four you can do what you like when you're i think three you can eat all the ants you want as an adult i'm an adult i can eat as many ants as i like bear grill says it's fine yeah that's why i went to law school to make sure i wasn't breaking any laws meeting all these damn ants uh, unless you're ozzy osborne he just snorts them hey don't make any spoilers for next week uh, <laughs> but i we, well, we should point out that the age of criminal criminal uh, culpability or responsibility here in England is 10 years old. So oh, is it, is, if, is, is if you're 10 years of, old, you you can be tried um, as a criminal. That, But surely it's just juvie. Well, yeah, of course. It wouldn't be, you wouldn't be tried as an adult, but you would still be tried if you did a heinous act, you'd still be tried for that heinous act. It's not like if you were three years old and shot your sister, you, you're not going to be you know, arrested because you're mm. three. You don't know what you're doing. But t- talking about actually having and taking responsibility, ten years old. Ten years old is actually older than people think. No, it is. Again, you you kind of starting to know right from wrong. From I would say that. you know you definitely know right from mm. wrong at ten years old. You I know think you, you do. Killing a child. No, a that's that's a significant jump from knowing right and wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, just, speaking. Go ahead. 
I try and thought completely went off the track then. Carry on. Well, there we go. All right. No, this keeps no, happening. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was just, I was, that's exactly what I was going to say, actually. Um, like I said, my memory isn't the best, so I forget what I mentioned in the first episode, but well, was that 10-year-old, you know, rule in law to be tried as a 10-year-old, was that because of this case? No, I don't think it was. Oh, you know what? I, it's funny because I think you might have asked me that the first time, and I still don't know whether it was. But <laughs> I doubt that this was the seminal case that made it. Uh, it could have been. And if we are wrong, listeners, email us at info on unfortunatehistory.com and, and let us know. It, we might have well – it might have well been this case. But I imagine that uh, 10-year-olds year old, have been uh, criminals <laughs> for a very long time. Yeah, these – Two probably aren't the first, but they might be the worst. Yeah, I mean, they're not the first to do any sort of criminal activity. And 10 years old of uh, being criminal, uh, the age of criminal culpability here, that'll involve every type of crime. It won't just involve murder. It'll involve stealing and all that stuff. I'm sure I stole shit at 10. Yeah, you're a little piece of shit. No, I did like a toy or something. I think I stole a little 20p figurine. and I saw steal something. When he was 25. <laughs> what did he steal? I don't know, a fidget spinner or something. No, that's what I'm saying, but I'm saying when I was 10. What a little did, piece of I, shit. I, I, and, and my mom found out, and she went, absolutely thermonuclear. Yeah, I mean, I would and too. And made me take it back to the shop. <laughs> I looked at <laughs> like he had like he had killed a cat. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're earning good money from the weddings. <laughs> joke. <laughs> now, going off of the two 10-year-old's backstories. We'll start with Robert Thompson because Robert Thompson, he seems to have had the worst upbringing out of the two boys. Um, You see this a lot, especially in in kids that uh, that are, I I hasten to to say psychotic. uh, When they have obvious mental issues, you see them having bad upbringings. It's Mm -hmm. generally just a thing. They go, you generally go hand in hand quite a bit. Well, like I say, it's almost like abuse leads to abuse, doesn't it? Like, yeah, um, definitely. Monkey, monkey see, monkey do. They got it, so they dish it out. Well, yeah, because Thompson, with his sisters, uh, his siblings, and his mother, they were merciless, mercilessly beaten um, and actually molested by their father. So Ooh, he right. was a total piece of shit. But as you say, those two, it seems that if you are raised in a an abusive um, household that involves abuse of all types, including sexual that you get your wires crossed, things start to meld together, and you start to confuse that type of behavior with love as opposed to something that's wrong. You you start to see, mm. oh, he's hitting me because he loves me, or he's touching me because he loves me, and then you start to your your mind actually starts to change and and really gets rewired in a terrible way, to where it can mm-hmm. lead you to do what's going to happen in a you know about thirty mm. minutes. Again, again that, that thing is it is a dangerous path. It's, well, you're saying with the brain almost rewiring itself. Even w- w- once it's in there, once it's locked in, it's it's so hard to get out of it. Mm, yeah, like I say, I mean, you can do therapy for years to try and rewire that kind of stuff. Sometimes it doesn't work. Again, especially with criminals. I don't think it. I think I think rarely it works. I don't think it works ever. Most of the time, when it's significant issues mentally, I think well, it, it never fixes it completely because you always have to keep going you have to keep reinforcing the therapy mm. you know you could if, if it fixed it you could leave therapy and not worry about it but I, I feel like it would never really fix horrible childhood trauma it's like almost breaking your arm but still having a pain in it you know decades yeah. later because yeah. you broke your arm it's like well it just won't heal all the way because of this past trauma 
Looks like it is definitely a thing when it comes to you know mental health. Like um, it, it, your, your brain will change and yeah. it will stay that way, especially especially from that age. You know, from a young age when it's so it's almost like clay, it's so moldable. Mm, yeah, and then, and then obviously it follows you. So it, yeah. it, it's it's a hard one. Yeah. Well, this abuse on Robert Thompson uh, by his father. That continued until his dad finally left the family. I mean, nothing really happened to the father because it never fucking did at those times. Mm-hmm. It, it was just terrible shit um, upon terrible shit until the guy just fucked off and probably found another family to do it. Now, probably, probably a, a victory, a victory for the family. It would have been, but that didn't actually stop the abuse. Like we were it, talking it, about a second ago, the wires get crossed, and actually, Thompson's siblings they started they continued to beat each other. Like, Again, monkey see, monkey do. The exactly. main inflictor's gone, so I suppose like, they thought, well, our turn. We're, somebody we're, has to take up the mantle. Somebody has to to control this household because everybody stopped beating each other. What the hell's going on? This isn't normal. We need to start beating each other again. Was he the youngest again? I don't remember. Uh, actually, I'm not 100% sure. I apologize. Uh, I was going to say if he had older siblings, I can kind of see how that would work. Because, I, you know, I assume he did because yeah. he's 10. Uh, when he, when, when this all happens, I assume he had, uh, he was kind of somewhere in the middle, but he had a few, quite a few siblings. And there's always something about older sisters. What is it with older, I hear about this all the time with older sisters just been horrible in abusive families. Oh, I think they all just, I don't know. Uh, they're all ugly and poo poo heads. Oh. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting fucking graphic on this. Episode. Yeah. 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 I, told, I warned you guys that you got your fucking, you got your fucking trigger warning. You got your gold star episode. You goddamn poo poo heads. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, with all of this abuse going on around the house, Thompson's mother ended up turning to alcohol to cope with everything because I am sure she had no fucking clue how to handle these kids and how to handle. Well, I mean, her husband was gone. She probably loved him. Uh, even though he was a piece of shit yeah she probably had a very uh, bad you know control he probably had a lot of control over her so i assume him leaving probably devastated her as well yeah again it's like shit on top of shit for her and it like it it, it was a lost lost situation yeah definitely well we take thompson's background and we just juxtapose it over venables's background uh and we see that is completely completely different. <laughs> he had a decent upbringing, didn't he? I remember this. Venables, in comparison, had a daisy of a bright upbringing. I don't even know if that's a way to use the term daisy, but well, it works. I got I got the message. Yeah, I'll be your huckleberry. <laughs> he had a, he had a very very easy upbringing, like compared to Thompson, who was getting beaten mercilessly by everyone. Venables had a very easy upbringing. And uh, his parents were estranged. They were separated, but there was no real sign or evidence of any kind of abuse from his family or even at school. And in fact, we mentioned this on the episode, uh, original episode, but Venables was actually more likely described to be the bully than to be the bullied. Okay, so I suppose it makes sense how he ends up. Kind of like a a douchebag jock almost if you but want to make at the, at the age of 10 yeah i i know i i shouldn't call a 10 year old a douchebag but i'm just he saying was. it well he was a douchebag <laughs> but i just mean in 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 the, in the sense of saying of trying to make it real and trying to make you understand who this kid is mm. if you were a child and somebody was bullying you who seemed to always be wearing nice clothes and stuff and didn't you know it just seemed happy and just just cause shit to cause shit this seems like who Venables was, but he didn't have 
I mean, I, I, he didn't have a reason to from the research that we had. Yeah, like no, rem- no remorse. There's no bad feeling there. He's just doing it to do it, and it makes him feel good about it. Yeah, and um, obviously this bullying will come into play a little bit later in the episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. Now, something that the boys did have in common, however, not their upbringings, but they sure loved skipping school together. Hmm. And that actually leads us to the day of the terrible murder, which okay. is February 12th, 1993. Yeah. Now, the day starts pretty normally, actually. James's mother, she decided to take her son along with her to the New Strand Shopping Center in Boodle, England. I think that's correct. I apologize if it's oh, not right. Have, again, I still don't know. I haven't yeah. heard of the place. Now, unbeknownst to them, Robert Thompson and John Venables had chosen this particular day, like many others, to play truant and make their way to the shopping center themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, it can and has been argued that Venables and Thompson had decided well before seeing James that they were going to inflict some kind of pain on someone. In fact, Mm -hmm. uh, while they were running around the shopping center, they were stealing items, tossing them down escalators, being real dickheads pretty much. Mm -hmm. They actually attempted to abduct another young boy. Yeah. So separate, completely separate from James. They tried to a whole. Uh, it was a whole plan. They decided to conduct. Uh, they uh, to kidnap a whole another little boy. But luckily, um, the boy after they had pulled him away from his mother, beckoning. They kind of beckoned him away from his mother. Yeah. She was able to go outside and find him while they were kind of uh, leading him away. But apparently, it seemed like the two boys were leading this young boy to traffic. Like they were just going to throw him into traffic. Jesus, I must have said this in the first episode, but imagine the, how this this mum must have felt after the story broke of the actual James Bulger oh case. Oh, God. Can God, you imagine? how would you be? It'd be like relief and also just terror. Like, that was, he was so close to being her child. I wonder if, uh, you know, I, 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 she shouldn't, but I wonder if she feels guilty um, in a way that she could have stopped it if she would have reported these kids trying to mm. kidnap a child. But I suppose you don't know. You could, they could have just been trying to play with her child, you know. You, you don't you don't see two 10-year-olds and go they're trying to kill my kid. No. And I should say I should say that the uh the people that argue that they were leading him towards traffic, that was from cameras. That wasn't that was from CCTV cameras. That wasn't from the mom saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, he they were leading my kid to traffic because obviously she would have stopped them." But that was from the after they looked at the incident, they saw him them doing it and then kind of ascertained from the direction they were going on, on the cameras. Again, it's not like seeing a grown man trying to abduct a child. You know, no, it's, two, it's not. She's two children, and yeah. she's got a kid herself, so she's probably just read it in that way. Like, oh, they probably. I don't even want to wandered off, and they've got him, and they're just going to play. It's not what crosses your mind. It's not. No, absolutely. I, I agree with that actually, because kids come up to play with my daughter all the time. Uh, generally, when we're at uh, play groups and stuff. But mm. I mean, I, I, I it scares you, man. It scares you. Um, does, does a bit of you bit of your mind go james bulger no actually it doesn't, no, it, doesn't. it will now it will now because i had <laughs> forgotten about james bulger until we decided to do this revision yeah you gotta be ready to punch a 10 year old and punt i will punt a 10 year old across a room into traffic <laughs> if they try to hurt my daughter shouldn't laugh but you know don't go near his daughter well after the first failed attempt venables and thompson they didn't give up obviously they soon spotted james 
with his mother at a butcher shop in the shopping center. Mm-hmm. And James's mother described the time it took Venables and Thompson to kidnap her son. She describes it as a, as a second. She literally was at the counter, pulled her purse out to pay, and when she looked back down, James was gone. That's so mad because it, it's that literal. It's a typical saying with parents, and it like, oh, you look away for a second, and oh, the living room's a mess, or the filter nappy, or something's knocked over. And it's that exact same thing. You look away for a second and they've gone. Yeah. It's it hard also to... Makes you, it makes you think, how far could they have possibly gone? But this happened. It happened, yeah. And, I mean, obviously, it's a crowded shopping center. So if your child just goes, I mean... you <laughs> Into a crowd, you... It's terrifying, gone. man. It's, I cannot imagine how, how scared she was. And, and honestly, I feel so bad for Denise. And I should say, actually, Denise, um, obviously, uh, James Bulger's mother... She's uh, she wrote a book called "I Let Him Go," which was um, just a heartfelt, I suppose. She just what can't. you would say. It's it's hard. She deserves as much as she can get. I uh, we're gonna put a link to her book in uh, this episode description mm-hmm. where you can buy it. And if you want to buy it through our link, feel free. Um, we set up the links because we get affiliate links. But obviously, if you just want to support her directly, mm-hmm. I think you might be able to find a website possibly with it, but most of her stuff is on, from what I've seen, she sells most of the books on Amazon. So if you yeah. want to go through our links, feel free to go through our links, but otherwise don't worry about it. Um, find a way to, to buy it somewhere else. If you like, like I say, it'd be impossible to not blame yourself. Wouldn't it? Even it would though be it's not, so even, even though it's not, I wouldn't blame her. It's again, it's no. a literal thing. You look away, she's just paying. Yeah. It's not her fault. Her it's nowhere near being her fault, but it is, it is, I, I, I can, I would feel responsible. I would. I would. I would as well. But yeah. she, she shouldn't. But I know she will. No. That's kind of the horrible thing for her. If anything, it might even be worse. Like it, I can't. Again, it's, I'm not a parent, but I couldn't imagine anything worse than what she's going, what she went through in that time. Just again, you, you know more now that you're in a, like a parent yourself. We know it, man. I'll talk about that on the next episode <clears throat> of Molly Crew. Because, okay. uh, I mean, I'll go into that about how life changes and shit with kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'll, I'll discuss a little bit on this. But, yeah, you're right. It, it is a bit of a different feeling. Um, and I can see that she would blame herself. And most parents would. They they would. And I, I hope she doesn't now. And I, I really hope um, that she never has to work a day in her life. I would really hope that she, she makes enough money where she doesn't have to worry about anything, to be honest. Because... Going through mm-hmm. this, I can I can imagine this is one of the worst pains anybody could ever go through in their entire lives. And I feel bad for us, obviously, pushing the narrative even further. But, mm-hmm. I mean, also, uh, uh, in a certain point, it's, it's very important to not forget that it happened. Because you still have, like we'll discuss later, you still have John Venables and Robert Thompson out there. Yeah, I know. It must be. Because you'd, you'd want, even if the 10-year-old, you'd, you'd, you'd want the blood, wouldn't you? You'd. You would, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all that again. Busy shopping centres. You, you can just be there with friends, and you look away, and you've been separated. It is like so. If you that's like adults. If you if you got like a was it two three, it was two year old two year old going into a crack. That's a needle in a haystack. Yeah, it really is. And if it's a very crowded shop, like, everyone's below eye line. Yeah, They're definitely. Below, you're not going to be able to see them. They just lead him off. It's well, speaking of that, actually, what, this is actually where that CCTV footage of John Venables leading uh, James Bolger out of the shopping center by his hand, and it's haunting photographs. Oh, we talked about took, this. You, you took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. It is haunting. We talked about this, and it's yeah. just it's just so disturbing just to see mm-hmm. him leading this child out, and then you know, twenty minutes later, that poor child is dead somewhere. It's it's so. 
it is so disturbing. It's um, not even quick. It's in a horrific way as well. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we'll get to it in a second. Again, even as a passerby, you wouldn't think. No, stop, you wouldn't. Would you? See, you wouldn't. And we made a point about that. Let's talk about that now, actually, because. Well, uh, firstly, the boys, after they left the shopping center, they led James to a nearby canal. Mm-hmm. And here is where they started to really, uh, they started from from the word go. They were really, really horrible to this child. They picked him up. They picked James up and just dropped him on his head. And it just <laughs> it, it just caused an injury straight to his forehead. Instantly caused it, caused pain. Uh, just, it's, there's no escalation. I mean, there is an escalation from that to murdering him, but there's no escalation between that and just leaving him, leading him from the shopping center. So this is one of the things that you can definitely see. They were absolutely planning to hurt a child, anyone that day. They were planning that. Yeah. Because there's no yeah. escalation. So you got to wonder what escalated from before this day. Like, what were they thinking? Were they planning this for months? Like... But that could be the adolescent brain. They've been 10 again. Just, okay, we're here now. Do it. Smash. You know, you know what I mean? I feel like you would have talked about it, you know? I feel like you would have talked about it as opposed to just saying, oh, well, let's just start really I'll, abusing I'll, this child. Well, I actually don't think they would have. I think uh, they've just got him there, and I think he's just gone, okay, slam him on his head. I can see it, that. No, I can see the, the choice to slam him on his head being mm. uh, on at the moment. Or like in the moment decision, but I mean harming a kid in general, well, like the, the, choosing okay. to abduct a child and harm him. I feel like that has been a discussion between the two. Yeah, I see what you're saying because, like you said, they tried to abduct another child. Yeah, this is this wasn't the first attempt, and they lead James directly to this canal and instantly start hurting him. It's not. There's nothing. Oh God, it's terrible. It's, it's just horrible to think about. I. But anyways, this this uh, when they dropped James on his on his forehead, it caused an injury, obviously, to his forehead, and he began crying, and blood beginning to drip down his head. Now, this was unbelievable. But a woman saw the children in the canal doing this and just ignored them. Now, when we first did this, we did a lot of virtue signaling um, on the people that that watched this happen, and I gotta say, um. I'm not about that right now. I'm not about that anymore. I don't think that's that's fair. We should. I, I don't like that that we virtue signaled in a couple of our earlier episodes. So I think what we should say is that she should have looked a bit more into them. But it, I can mm. understand that if you see three boys playing, it's just three boys playing. And like you said, if you see ten year olds with a two year old, you're not going to think that they're trying to murder a two year old. Mm, but uh, I might have said this the first time, and I'm probably going against what you said. But you see a two year old with a bleeding head and two ten year olds, right? I'm not an adult in sight. That's so, the I, issue. I think I think impulsively. Like I'm not a parent. I'll plan to be one day, but I'm not right now. But if I see a two-year-old bleeding from the head with two other boys and not another parent... See, if he's with his parents, I'd understand he's taken a fall. Yeah. I'd ignore it. With two other young boys, I'm I'm intervening. Now, see, the thing is, I can only I can only assume that she saw them in the canal but was not close enough to see the blood. Okay, that... I can forgive that's just... Again, it might just be right. a kid with, the, with his brother and the parents might be just further up the canal. Yeah, you and don't she know. hears him crying, but she doesn't see the blood. Yeah, again, is, kids, kids cry all the time. They do, that. yeah. I, and kids I hurt can, themselves as well, but yeah. bleeding from the head should have been noticed. But that, see, that leads us on to the... I mean, there was no less than 30 witnesses to these boys walking through Liverpool because after they left the canal, they started walking through the streets of Liverpool and James is still crying and he still has blood on his head. 
And this is so fucking difficult. To it's talk a, it's about. coming. It's it's coming back to me now. I remember this bit of the episode. Um, okay, like as you said, we're not going to start, you know, blaming these people. But automatically in my heart, I'm like, how did no one notice something? But also, I do understand that. Well, let's also think- let's let's make make something clear. Uh, when they were stopped. A lot of them, uh, they would claim that they're taking him home or taking him to the hospital or said that they were taking him somewhere yeah. so that they could get him help. And most of the people thought, okay, well, good, go get him some help then. But they didn't, they should have, You, they absolutely should have went along with the kids to make sure they got somewhere safe. Yeah, if there's not an adult, um, it's one of those things... Again, it's kind of hard to say because I've never been in that situation. Would you just ignore it? Would you go with it? But the fact that that's one thing I know, like, um, like it, I'd like to say now that I would go with them. But the thing is, I, I know my partner now, Holly, she wouldn't let that slide. She'd straight up be with them anyway. So there are people, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's a different time as well. I mean, we need to make this is the 90s where kids were going buying cigarettes for their family, where, you know, you, yeah. you'd send your four year old to the corner shop to buy a cigarette. So. If you say, if you told a kid, and also kids were very respectful of their elders usually, so you said, you get that kid to a fucking hospital right now, they're going to be like, yes, sir, and take him mm. straight to the hospital. You know what I mean? It's like a different type of it, thought. It, it is It is different. It's, it was okay, a different it's, type it's, of, there wasn't, it wasn't the type of coddling. Not to say that, obviously, helping a child when it's hurt is coddling. It's not coddling. I just mean, like, there was a different mentality then, but they should have absolutely taken control of the situation. Children were seen as a lot more independent and more... I don't almost trust him, I guess, like... I suppose it's just like, you know, you're not going to... Like, you, yeah, I guess I, I would agree. You're, the more trusting, you're not going to distrust a kid who says, I'm going to go get him help. You're not going to think he's going to take him to murder him. That's just not what you think. Mm-hmm. You're not going to think that these two-year-old boys are going to murder this child. You don't think that when you see him hurt. If they say, we're going to get him help, you, you're just not going to think about it. Yeah, I know, but... Again, again it's, easy, it's easy for me to say that in hindsight, you know, like, oh, I would have been straight up there, like, I would have gone to the hospital with him, but again, I wasn't in the situation at the yeah, time. Yeah, it's hard. So I don't know. This is why I don't want a virtue signal on this on this revision, because I, 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 it's it's a bit much. I mean, we obviously have to understand the situation from the time. It's like I say, oh, I'm getting riled up now thinking about I'm it. I'm getting riled up as well. We need to get through. We need to get through the graphic stuff, because I'm not going to make it through very easily if I don't do it quick. Well, now, at this point, the boys were traveling towards uh, Robert Thompson's house, and it stated actually in one of Thompson's parole applications that he wanted to return home to be with his normal friends. Uh, essentially, he was, the story he told was that by the time they got near his house, he was like, I want to go home. I want to be done with this. I, I, I just want to go home. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, they actually ended up at a train yard that was still pretty close to Thompson's home. And that actually supports his statements a bit because yeah. he could have said, I want to go home, and they steered in that direction. Mm-hmm. But... It was at this train yard that James Bolger would be murdered. And I got to give an, another quick warning. This is awful. And at, now having a child, this is even worse. I can't fucking. Oh, okay. I, 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 okay, I your, your, your kid is cute as well. So. She's amazing, <laughs> it's, it's, dude. It's, it's, oh, she's so right. amazing. But now look. Okay. So we're actually going to play some clips uh, in this uh, revision. We'll play some clips of... Uh, some of the the interview, or at least one clip of the interview um, of John Venables talking about something um, that happened on this point, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, Venables and Thompson, they brought blue paint that they had actually stolen from the shopping mall, and they first thing they did was splash the paint in Bulger's eyes. 
Or his left eye, sorry, specifically his left eye. But paint back then, it's paint's toxic anyway. Yeah, but that's just, it is sadistic to think to do that, to think mm. we're just throwing it in his eyes. But then they then kicked him and started to pummel the baby with bricks and stones. And this is actually, they at this point, they were actually, they kept knocking him down. Every time he got up, they kept knocking him down. And fair, pl- fair play to the little, the poor little guy. Like he kept getting up. That's yeah. And this is actually where we'll play the we'll play John Venables talking about this. This is what John Venables says about this moment. We took him on the railing truck and started throwing bricks at him. Why did he throw bricks at him? No. Did it make him fall over? No. So he's saying he threw a, a, another, the same house brick at him, full in the face, and he didn't fall over? Yeah, he did fall over. And he just kept on getting back up again. He wouldn't stay down. What were they saying while he was doing all this? He was saying, stay down, you stupid dick. Why did he want him to stay down? I don't know. The fact, oh, just the, the fact he kept getting up again. It just it shows the fight in the little. You know what I mean? That that's quite upsetting. The fact he wasn't willing to just stay down. It's horrible. I, I kind of respect that kind of thing. He deserved to live, man. Oh God, this is harder the second time round. It's very difficult. This is actually very difficult. Now, after kicking and pummeling, pummeling him with bricks and stones and punching him, the two boys then stuffed batteries into his mouth. Now, there is a less reported bit of information about the attack, and it was only found within reports. And it, I, I looked through a lot of different PDFs on this whole thing of different reports, different police things, different interviews and stuff. And this is where I found this information. It's not in a book. It's definitely n- not where I found it. But And we can't know for sure that it happened. So just know that other than outside of the information I found, it's unsubstantiated. But... okay. It's also claimed that James was in some way sexually assaulted by at least one of the by at least one of the boys. Now the police had claimed that there may have been evidence of the batteries being inserted into James's anus. Although, I don't take this away from these this pair for a second. I think they I can I can see them both doing that easily. Yeah. Well, although we have to say that um, according to the police reports, nothing was fa- nothing was found, but there was evidence that there could have been something, obviously, uh, mm. placed there. But the police and prosecution, they did insist that there was evidence of an assault. They did insist that. Uh, the police okay. and prosecution did. Although the boys did obviously deny this. But yeah, we're going to discuss that in a moment. We're going to discuss this in a, in a, in a second, um, this whole sexual assault thing and how it comes to comes into play later on. Now, finally, okay. and I, I don't know, I, I suppose mercifully, they hit James Bolger over the head with a 22-pound iron bar, which itself singularly resulted in 10 skull fractures. And in that, total, that- Bolger sustained 40 two injuries to his face head and body he was so badly injured authorities later concluded there was really no way to tell which injury had actually been the fatal injury that that iron bar could kill a man well eventually venables and thompson they placed 
Bolger's dead body, which at this point, the forensic pathologist later concluded that he would have been dead by this point, which is thankful, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just awful. But they placed his dead body across the train tracks and they weighted his head down with rubble, assumingly because they may not have thought that he was dead. So they weighted his head down with rubble, hoping as well to make his death look like an accident. And then they abandoned the scene. And soon after that, a train came along and severed the child in two. And this is fucking terrible. It's just... We shouldn't have done this. It's not not what you said. It it is merciful that he was already dead, but he didn't deserve to die. He kept getting up. That's the one thing that hurts me. Again, I don't know if this irked me as much in the last episode. The fact that he said he kept getting up. The little... he had fight in him. You know what I mean? I agree, yeah. It was terrible, There, 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 were, there were adults who don't have that fight in them. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Fight. I don't want to talk nah. about it anymore. I think we need to get yeah. off of it because I'm, uh, this is that this was the graphic bit, and we're going to move off of this because it's too depressing for me, and it's too terrible. It is an awful thing it's, to it's hear It's infuriating. It's infuriating. It is infuriating, and, and, and it's, it's terrible upsetting. to think that it actually happened. Um, and these are, you look at a 10-year-old, and that's a child. Yeah. You don't look at a 10-year-old, but in this story, you look at them and you think, you, you the pair of you are pieces of shit. Yeah. All right, Greg. Okay. Uh, let's break it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's, okay, let's do a would you rather. Let's do something to just kind of break the tension now. So would you rather pee from your tear ducts and s- see through your penis? <laughs> okay. Or uh, have fingernails for eyelids uh oh jesus I'll, t- I'll take the fingernails for eyelids i think really having to see through my dick don't get me wrong i'm no stranger to taking my clothes off in public after a few beers but that, i feel that's going to be hard if i have to see through my penis hole mm, i suppose so yeah but, well, it was, i suppose what toenails well no you could just I, maybe you could just have googly eyes above it and it looks like it's just a big floppy nose. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone knows. Everyone like, knows that. Everyone knows that's not a nose. <laughs> but you can like, you know, you can have it, the eyes don't have to be on it. We can just say the eyes are right above it in the pubis. And so you just you just have to keep. It's like you have to keep shaving your eyebrows pretty much to keep seeing. Look at that borderline average nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's getting cold and it's quite small now. No, no, I'm taking the toenails for eyelids. You can, sm- you can smell with that thing? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, right. I get a good view of all my lovers. Well, after the terrible, terrible events that happened, obviously the public was outraged by it. I mean... Venables and Thompson, they had a ginormous trial. It was a huge trial, and 500 protesters actually showed up to their trial mm-hmm. initially. Um, excuse me. I believe that grew. Um, I, I think I'd have been there. Yeah. I, pro- I, I probably would have been there. But due to the risk for their safety, they, uh, took, they hid their names initially from the court documents. But after the events came out about the gruesome death the court just decided look we need to release their names to the public because it was gruesome disturbing it was terrible i didn't so, think you could i didn't think you could do that in england i didn't think that was it's not like california you know what i mean or no florida where everything's public knowledge I, no I you think, can you can i mean if the court decides that it's in the public interest you they can 
Um, and it was in the public interest. It obviously was. This was a horrific attack. This is one of the worst attacks that England's ever seen. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, Fred yeah. and Rose West might be a, a close second. I mean, also, actually, funny enough, did you know uh, Rose West actually wrote a letter to, because um, uh, Fred killed himself. Fred West yeah. hung himself, hanged himself. Uh, she wrote a letter to Charles Bronson. And, oh, really? and Charles and she asked uh, for advice or something like that. And Charles Bronson said, "Well, you should fucking hang yourself too." <laughs> <laughs> he would, wouldn't he? Good man. He would, good yeah, man. Good Top man. man. Yeah, definitely. Either way, um, so there were actually two hundred thousand signatures on a uh, petition asking for the boys to be pretty much imprisoned for the rest of their lives. Yeah, this is England, and that does not happen. <laughs> like mm-hmm. imprisonment for. 100 years or for the rest of their lives does not happen. It's not like the states you get for, for cold hearted, mur- cold hearted murder in yeah. England. You're looking like 20 years maximum. Yeah, it's pretty difficult to do, to, to have anyone. I mean, it's, it's based on rehabilitation here, which is good, but also mm. you want, some people want justice for a lot of things. And I completely mm. understand that. It's, but it's not like America where you get people get who get. Five life sentences on yeah. top of one another. It's not like that here. It's yeah. not at all. Well, the Home Secretary did take into account these two hundred thousand signatures and the petitions, but he basically ended up deciding that they would be in custody for a minimum of fifteen years, which that would actually time it to them getting out for their twenty fifth birthdays. Still but, a life ahead of them. But obviously, there's a lot of appeals. There's a lot of process in that. So through the appeals process, their detainment was actually shortened to a minimum of eight years. And then both boys were released and given new identities in 2001. So they basically did school. They didn't do much. And actually where they were detained was, um, again, for normal offenders, like people that were in on drug offenses and stuff, this is really good. It wasn't like, it was kind of like a, just a, uh, a school you couldn't leave pretty much. Exactly. It they wasn't, went it to wasn't school very... and they left about the same time you would leave school. Well, they had they... their own, they had their own rooms. I think it was, they had their own, uh, obviously you have your own rooms in prisons, but I mean, they had their own rooms that were like, had their own TVs and uh, video game systems and that it, it was pretty, it was relative for, for compared to America. It's incredibly cushy. I was going to say, you took the word out of my mouth, cushy. That is cushy. 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 T- over here, it's cushy. It's is nice. It? Cushy. Yeah. What do you mean? Ugh. Cushy. Cushy means it's cushioned. It's very padded. Yeah, and, and cushy means it, it's it's nice. It's 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 pucker. What the fuck is pucker? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I don't want to do this. How wanna, different our cultures are. I don't want to deal with this right now. I can't deal with okay, this right now. Okay, I'm, I'm, I can't deal with it right now. We'll, we'll do an episode on it. <laughs> On what the fuck pucker is? It's yeah. a oh, it's a really nice. Pie. I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> I don't need to know anymore. Now the terms of their release from custody that included they couldn't contact Bulger's family. Obviously, Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, they had an injunction that prohibited them th- prohibited them from going to the Merseyside area in general. They uh, had curfews and they had to report to probation officers. Obviously, and any breaches of those meant they they would return to prison. And. Yeah. Uh, they were deemed, if they if they were deemed as a as a risk to the public, they would be returned to to the to prison. So, the the I, I guess the government was taking them seriously, but they were trying to take them seriously in the confines of the UK criminal justice system. Mm, they were taking them seriously, but not that seriously. It's, it's essentially it's a, it, it, for the magnitude of the crime. It sounds like a slap on the wrist. It is a slap on the wrist, but I mean, obviously. 
they were just trying to, they, they served justice. They did by the book. They serve justice. Mm-hmm. So they, they well, uh, you need to, if you, if somebody has paid their debt that a judge believes mm-hmm. they were owed mm-hmm. or a home secretary believes they were owed, mm-hmm. then they have paid their debt to society and they try to make it so that they can move on. Well, you're a certified lawyer now. What would you do if you was, um, you know, on the border side of things to try and get these guys against two 10 year olds? What would your, what would you be aiming for in England? Uh, well, yeah, I would definitely do the maximum sentence. Obviously I would be, I think you, you could easily, if I were prosecuting it, which I wouldn't be because you go to the prosecution service to die as a lawyer, you're never going to get out of there, but I would, <laughs> yeah, have, it's not you, is it? <laughs> no, it's not me, but uh, they, you'll never get a job outside of that. Um, mm-hmm. but they, let me think here. They, uh, I would go for the, the harshest penalty personally, because the, the family deserves it. As would I. Um, personally, I would sneak a gun in, in my briefcase. <laughs> like, it's, it's just, it's so difficult, man. It's hard, isn't it? Because you look at it and it's, uh, the judicial system is very black and white, but it's also very gray. How much would it take of taken for you to defend those two? Oh, if I was a, if I was a, criminal like a defense if I was, a, if I was a, uh, a private criminal defense lawyer, um, as opposed to working on the prosecution. Mm, God, if I was private, man, I would two, mil- for, two million, two million. Now, now, see, I'm, I don't want to put a price on it. Now you made it. Fuck it. Yes, I would take as much as two million, obviously, but uh, <laughs> for for the amount, I would never take the public defender's amount that most public defenders mm. you, you're you're entitled mm. uh, through statute. You're entitled to a not certain good. amount. Okay, I would not take the bare minimum. And how much effort would you actually put in? <laughs> yeah, That's the hard the thing, man. Like, yeah, like I say, you've got you've got a you've got a daughter yourself. Again, you are a lawyer, so you're the, probably the one person to ask. Not criminal defense, but you know more about it than I would. How much would it take for you to defend these two? Oh yeah, okay. So personally, if I wasn't actually working, if they if they came up to me tomorrow and said defend me, I'd say probably two three million. Yeah. Then you take that, and that's that's no slight on you. I would as well. You well, no, I'm just saying it's it's. I mean. The thing is, though, I know that everybody deserves justice. Everybody deserves their day in court. But I also know that their case is probably going to fucking lose. It's it's not about how uh, it's not about getting them off. You're not going to get them off. It's about yeah. getting them the, the best, lowest the, possible sentence, the best deal that you can mm-hmm. in the in the situation. And and you're never going to get them off. So I mean, if you're if you're you can't blame a defense lawyer for taking the case because that's how they make their money. And mm. everybody deserves to have a defense lawyer. That's the part. You don't, of think, it. You could, you don't think you could pull an OJ and um, the Kardashian who got him off? <laughs> no. So what? What the? What would I? What, I don't know. Even know how I would fucking argue this case. It would be terrible. Yeah. Like, there's not. There's this CCTV. I'd be. I'd be really. talking through it. Like, and then you could see here that they. they just, and they just. <laughs> they just oh my god! They're monsters. <laughs> so I. Yeah. No. I. I would. I would hate it. Um. Yeah. Anyways, I would. I was absolutely hate it. Yes. Mm. I, this is why I do corporate law. <laughs> It's this a lot easier, why. yeah. It's a it's 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 a lot less like emotional. You just you got a lot of numbers going everywhere. Now more boring, more boring. Yeah, no, it's actually very interesting. It is boring, but it's very interesting to me. <laughs> now, not much is known about the boys. Well, well, we definitely don't know much about Robert Thompson since his release at eighteen. However, <laughs> interestingly enough, it is it is now known that Robert Thompson is gay. 
and is in a stable gay relationship with a man uh, who knows his true identity, who knows who he was and what he did. Now, that was the last bit of information we had on him. And according to police records, Robert Thompson has not offended in any way whatsoever. He's not Mm -hmm. re-offended, and he seems to have been very rehabilitated following his time in custody. Again, that, 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 as horrible as it, as it was, what he did, that, that works for me. Mm. You know what I mean? It, it's still, because what we've just spoke about is still raw, but the fact he hasn't re-offended. Yeah. And I think I mentioned this last on the fact he's in a stable relationship with someone who knows who he is. He must have spoken in depth to this person. He must have some remorse. Yeah, absolutely. He and it's do- also interesting, we mentioned on the last, last, on the very first uh, version of this, it's also interesting that he was the one with the worst upbringing. And yet he doesn't seem like the ringleader. No, he has he was he was the one that was rehabilitated, but when we look at Venables on the other hand, he is something else entirely. Now, see Venables, yeah. they were both released in 2001. Venables was arrested 7 years later for fighting in public and having and possessing cocaine. Now, obviously that's not incredibly abnormal. It's no, not incredibly it's not. abnormal for uh-huh. for England, but he was then arrested and pled guilty to downloaded photos of child abuse in 2010. There it is. Now, the pornography was discovered when Venable's parole officer called at his house. He came to his house and found him trying to remove the computer's hard drive with a knife and a can opener. And it was discovered... And a can opener? <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking idiot, obviously. How'd you uh, can open a computer? I don't it- know. Now, it was discovered that he had downloaded 57 indecent child images so i i don't know how long ago he had done it but um it's still a cunt he had also been posing as a married woman who abused her own daughter online with hopes of receiving more child pornography from other abusers this guy is a sick piece of shit. I must have said this last time. Essentially, he was pretending to be a married woman who abused her own daughter just so he could get pictures of child abuse. Some of the photos that he had contained images of children as young as two being abused See, by adults. That's fucking sick. This guy needs to be beaten to death. Okay, that's again, that's the emotional response. I know it was a podcast and meant to remain. No, 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 no. Let's you just know. keep let's keep going with the story because he was arrested in 2010 for that. And then he was granted parole in 2013. Three years later. This is where the English judicial, you know, the English law is wrong. It's wrong. This, it was wrong. You can't keep granting these people this. This no, is where the American can't. system, like, I, I don't agree with the American law system. I think it is too harsh on a lot of people. But this guy deserves it. This He, he, de- he, he deserves he, it. Now, and, and actually, I think at this point, it's a mental health issue as well with him. So he needs to be kept, in, if he can't be kept in, in prison, he needs to be kept in a mental hospital. And not allowed out, obviously. And he needs to stay there because he's harming people because of this uh, this defect in his mind. He was born evil. He was, he born was evil. Uh, yeah. It's it, it's pretty significant how bad he is. But I mean, also we're not done yet. So <clears throat> he was granted parole in 2013 and given a whole nother identity, which costs very a very lot a lot of money. It costs a lot of money to do this. It's it's who quite a bit of money. The state. Uh, what's that? Taxes. Who paid for this? Taxpayers. Oh yeah, definitely. Because it comes to it comes to the comes to the government. Now he then went on to reoffend in 2017. What did he do this time for child pornography again? And he was given 40 months then. Now, as of September 2020, he is still in prison, 
awaiting, uh, tr- well, on this charge of indecent, uh, on, of child pornography. Let's not even mince words about it. He's in, he's in, still in prison for child pornography as it stands. But recently, and this is a new addition uh, from our last episode, there were talks of him getting a third identity, but in Australia. That information leaked out. Actually. The original prison, yeah. the original place where Britain sends its convicts. Yeah. Now that actually leaked out, and Australians said, "Fuck no, mate." They were like, "Not good, having that good. shit." We don't want you, cunt. They don't want him there at all. They were saying, no, and good. and actually, I know that because we had a huge amount of listeners on the James Bolter episode uh, a couple of weeks ago when that when that came out. Good. Yeah. Don't have him. Well, actually, no, we don't want him over here. The world doesn't want this piece of shit. No, he's an absolute piece of shit, and he, he does deserve to be in prison for the rest of his life. And how, how do, do other prisoners not know about him? Because like, typically, like, in prison, these guys get their just deserves. You know I can I mean? imagine like, that he probably keeps his secret identity in prison. No, someone must know. No, like, I mean, I'm, it, saying, I'm saying he probably knows that if he tells anyone who he is, he'll, he'll get killed. Mm, so i, I mean so. it's probably for probably for his own benefit that he knows if i tell anyone who i am they'll murder me i just won't tell him who i am it's not often you root for you root for the murderers you know what i mean like, yeah they're already yeah. in there you're like go on fucking get him get charles fucking bronson man if he was oh, out of, if he's out of quality. if he that'd was out quality. of fucking solitary he'd be taking this guy out now i did this on the last episode and i think we should go through it again because uh i think think i'm i'm pretty well on track with this i'm going to discuss what i think happened here mm-hmm. because of the research that we did previously for the episode and stuff and i think uh there are a couple of questions that arise or three questions that arises who was the ringleader in the situation because now we know there's different backgrounds but also different adult lives with the two kids mm-hmm. uh we also need to know did the children intend to actually kill the child and three if they didn't intend to kill him then what for what reason did they actually end up killing him? Now, for the ringleader situation... I think it's pretty clear. It's kind of clear, yeah. According to these boys during their testimonies, the other one was in charge, obviously. They're going to blame each other. Mm-hmm. Now, the police and prosecution, they believe that Robert Thompson was the ringleader. Really? They actually, Yeah, the kid that actually grew up to not... Well, okay, let's say he grew up to seem normal. Mm-hmm. We don't know if he, if he has or hasn't reoffended and just not gotten caught, but... The fact he hasn't been reoffended, and he must have had a parole officer for a while. Yeah, he did. Who, yeah. Mu- who, who again? Who must have cleared him? So yeah, yeah. Uh, again, I, I don't believe that for a second. Now, I'll see, uh, yeah, I disagree that it was Robert Thompson. I think they. I think that the police may have pinned it on him because of his upbringing, and they Easy. made the assumption saying he's been beaten mm-hmm. as a child. He's has a very severe upbringing. We know that this is kind of the upbringing of a lot of serial killers, psychotic people, um, this is probably who he is. Uh, This is probably who's the ringleader. But I disagree because, obviously, firstly, we know that John Venables is the one that guides James by the hand in the video. Mm -hmm. Venables is also known to bully people and less to be bullied. So it's Mm -hmm. more likelihood that he was controlling Thompson, at least, uh, I mean, the likelihood that he was being controlled by Thompson is very slim. Thompson seemed like he was a bit more timid yeah. compared to Venables. Easily led. He wanted to go home. And now we know that Venables has been caught multiple times collecting and distributing child pornography. And further from the court case, we know that Thompson actually suffered from PTSD due to the, due to the attack. 
uh, he ha- it seems like it has a bit more trauma on him. The things as that were done. It should. It should. Yes. Yeah. No, that's this, a normal response. That is a normal response. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is Robert Thompson had a normal response to the situation. Venables seems to have gone a bit. Oh, he, nothing. He just constantly is looking for child pornography. It's, 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 it's essentially a psychopath or a sociopath. Which yeah. one of the paths? Whichever one he is, yeah. is one of them. He doesn't feel anything. I feel like well, Thompson. Certainly does the feel wrong something. path, if you ask me. The wrong path. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we shouldn't no, even be laughing in this episode. No, time. we shouldn't. But we have um, to find our ways through. To the point that you made, Greg. Obviously, Thompson was also the one that said he wanted to go home. Now, this could point lead, this could actually point to the fact that Thompson did just want to go home. Now, it's my personal belief that Venables was more in charge of the situation, and he had odd sexual curiosities about young boys. That's what I think. Yeah. Now, did they intend, intend to kill the child? Did they intend to, kid, intend to kill James? I don't actually think that they had the full intention of murdering him initially. Well, do you think they just didn't understand the consequences of that action? Do you not think they ever thought it'd get that far? Well, I find that I find that hard to believe. I think you you don't smack someone over the head and not, again the ten. It's so hard. Well, to... see, so here's what I think happened. I'm actually going off of this sexual abuse angle of this the whole time, and I I, mm-hmm. I know it's hard to hear this stuff, but as we mentioned earlier, Robert Thompson is gay. He turned out to be gay, uh, and we know that Venables. We know that Venables is collected and distributed child pornography yeah. for, through his whole life. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Now, I personally believe that the two boys were sexually curious in some way, one of them more psychotically than the other, mm-hmm. more sadistically. It looks like, can we just clear up that being guy does not lead to murdering a child? No, no, let me finish my point. No, let me finish yeah. my point, because I'm saying that Ven- uh, Thompson was gay, but Venable's may well have been gay himself, but also sadistic. So he could have, it could have started with a, with a general curiosity and then morphed into this sadistic thing because Venables was leading the situation, is what I'm saying. I don't, I, you don't, I, I, the fact they started with that big slam to the head, like it, it didn't start with, you know, like touching or anything like that. They started with abuse. Well, we don't know what, Really, they did before that. We know the injury, but we don't know what well, really. They yeah, did I, suppose, I, suppose, I suppose you're right. But, I mean, but. it also there is a bit more evidence to the fact that it shows that it was more uh, sexually related. I mean, they they didn't kidnap a little girl. They tried to kidnap kidnap two little boys. So mm. there is a bit of a, a, a weird thing there. But uh, I think Thompson may have been confused and curious about his sexuality, a bit uh, scared, and didn't know what was going on. But I think Venables might have felt the same, but he was sadistic and just really, uh, it was more of a reason to abduct James Bolger. And it fits in with the prosecution's claim that James Bolger had been assaulted. Either way, that's kind of what I think, that's what I think points more towards realistic than the other other bits. But we'll never know. Well, the last question is, did they intend to kill him? And if they didn't, why did they? And I think that Venables and Thompson, I think... They start, they were aggressive, yes, and they, and they, uh, we just don't know how it occurred, but I think one or both of them assaulted James, and after they did this, they, it just escalated. I think it continually, continuously, because we said at the beginning, there was no real escalation, and there wasn't, but I feel like in the situation of itself, it did escalate as well, to a point where it was horrible, up to even worse. I, th- I think at that age, it is easy to get carried away. 
Yeah. Uh, like if, as an objectively, if I'm looking at it from the outside point of view and not having an emotional response, I do think it is easy to lose to lose yourself at the age of ten to get carried away. So, to just yeah. again, it's almost experimental. Again, like how much can I do to this? What maybe you don't realise what you're doing. I do think. Then uh, I think Venables is evil. I think he knew. What I think he, was he is doing. evil. Yeah. Well, my my thing is, I don't think that they expected to kill him initially, but I think when they started to beat him, they thought that one hit would have been enough. Mm. That would and that was it. But then it wasn't enough, and they felt okay. We got to keep going, and they kept going and kept going, and <sighs> it's, 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 it's that thing where you sort of look like I remember being ten as myself. And doing something wrong and trying to get out of trouble and making it worse. Yeah, I suppose so. There is yeah. that way, but, but I can't look at. I can't think well, about this Venable. Is, I can't think about this Venables guy and see him in that light. I'd but just here's see, the thing: I don't think that they actually thought really meant to kill him. So, like, uh, not themselves, not them personally, because I think they kept hitting him because until he stayed down, and they thought that he had passed out or something, and they wanted to just leave him there, and that's why they put him on the train tracks and left him and left the situation because they didn't want to kill him and that then he just died. they wanted to kill him? That's what I see. They wanted no, him I, dead. I, they yeah. wouldn't have... Oh, again, I'm not trying to argue with you. It sounds like we're having an argument. No, no, we're not having it's an argument. It's not that I, just, all. I, think, I believe. I do believe they wanted to kill him. Again, you wouldn't have left someone else try At, at 10, you, I don't feel like you're smart enough to try and cover your tracks in that way. I feel like they did. they left him on the tracks purely to leave him on the tracks to watch to have someone get cut in half because of them that's what i believe i think they were just yeah. sadistic and again i believe thompson at the time was also sadistic and maybe was also coerced but i think he may have grown up and grown out of it and again suffered the consequences mentally as well as through the law well my pe- my point isn't that they didn't intend for him to die but my point is more so that they didn't intend to kill him personally that they knocked mm. him out and then placed him in a situation where he would have died as opposed to them being the one to kill him. Cause I don't think that they intentionally wanted to kill him by their hands. If that makes any I, sense. I, I understand what you say. I spoke again, I suppose at 10, you're not going to say that as yeah. your own hand. Is it leaving him on his train track? It's, it's, we won't know. It's too hard of an argument to have because we're not them. And no, we're not them. We, 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 well, again, I, I can't do it anymore. I'm done with this. This is awful. <laughs> well, that's, okay, that's the thing. One last question. Can you be born evil? Um, yes. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, think you, you, can you definitely well. can. You definitely can. And I think Venables is an evil person. I think. And I, I, it's funny enough, can't, you know, as emotional I've got through this and, you know, angry, I don't believe Thompson is. Thompson was. It's hard, man. I don't, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's obviously rehabilitated in a way uh, from what we know, obviously. And I think he's he has served a debt, but it's hard to for, you can't forgive him. No, you can't forgive. I don't I'm not saying forgive him, but do I think he's evil from what I've heard as no, he's grown up? I don't think he's I, evil. I don't think he's evil. I believe, I believe Venables is fully evil. I'm talking seventh stage of hell, evil. Yeah, I agree. And I think he should be in prison and stay in prison, and hopefully mm. he will be denied his next parole. But everybody, that is our first revision episode. So I hope, well, I hope you didn't enjoy it, but I hope you've uh, mm. found us coming from this from a newer mm. angle where we were uh, we were more experienced now, aren't we? So we, uh, hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Uh, not the content. I know it's terrible, but uh, yeah. we hope and you guys it, enjoy it. And if Fenable listens to this, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you, prick. Fuck you, you piece of shit. Yeah, I hope you die. 
And um, <laughs> we're going to be doing another one of these at some point in the near future. We're, we're not going to schedule these. We also should say we're not going to be scheduling Greg episodes as well because Greg has found it's it's very it's very difficult to get things out weekly. Or I've just, I've, I'm just I'm just caught, I've got a lot going on at the minute um, with you know work and yeah. you know and mortgages and that kind of thing. Yeah. And same thing with me as well because I've, yeah. I've been I've got the job at the law firm now and it's been very difficult with gigs going at the same time. But it mm-hmm. will loosen up and we will get back to a better structure. And next week we will have the Motley crew episode for you guys but and greg episodes will come back we will i will i will get back on it we will do them when we can uh especially in mm-hmm. the same thing with the revision episodes we'll be doing those when we can as well so there will be content uh, we apologize it's been a bit slow but it will start getting out there so thank you guys so much for listening but i think we should go ahead and end it now uh yep. so with that said uh well actually if you want to follow me or the podcast you can google cody pennington or unfortunate history res- uh, respectfully or respectfully or oh, what Wait, respectively, respectively. There you go. Thank you very much. (laughs) And Greg? If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Greg underscore skin 93. And if it's on Facebook, just search Greg Skinner. You'll find me. All right. With that said, unfortunately, we got to go. So stay unfortunate, everybody. Stay unfortunate, guys. Ta-ra. Bye.